Eightfold.ai was the center of attention at HR Tech. So please enjoy this special edition podcast we did live at HR Tech with Eightfold.ai's president, Kamal Aluwalia. Welcome to the Recruitment Flex with Serge and Shelly. I'm Serge. And I'm Shelly. And we talk all things recruitment starting right now. Hello, here we are at HR Tech, and joining us now is the hottest topic at HR Tech. We are so fortunate to have Kamal Aluwalye, who is the president of Eightfold. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So, Serge and I were just talking before we started recording at everyone we talked to. The buzz here at HR Tech is eightfold. So for our audience who's kind of going, well, who are they? Can you just give us overall, like, what problem does eightfold solve? Great question. So we're an AI company. We have built a platform for all talent, talent intelligence platform. And the way you framed it, I'll address it that way, that what problem are we solving? I think we are now in a position with our platform to answer five questions as more and more CEOs want to become skills-based organizations. Number one, what are my employees capable of doing today? Number two, how can I provide a personalized growth path for everyone? Not just a few or CEO minus one or CEO minus 10, everyone. If I have to go outside to get new talent, how do I do it with precision versus wasting money all over the place? While I'm doing all this, how do I become more diverse and inclusive? And how can my talent strategy keep up with my business strategy? So those are the key things that are driving a lot of interest in what we are doing, how we're solving stuff. And clearly, we're the ones who were sort of talking about AI before AI became cool and popular. <laughs> so I think the, the biggest buzz you've created as well is around the whole concept of talent intelligence. Mm-hmm. So how does that work? Underneath the hood, we have the largest global data set of people, trajectories, their careers, skills, titles, everything. All of that has already been normalized. That has been used to train our models so that we are able to predict who's likely to respond, who's likely to get hired. But more importantly, we're very good in understanding skills. More importantly, what somebody is capable of doing. Right, so understanding people and understanding jobs is key. So a lot of investment over the years has been around improving both sides. But then the key part is, it's one thing to use AI to simply get inventory of skills and say, okay, uh, in, we see enough evidence that this person has already done the job. But then who is capable of doing it? For that, you need to understand adjacency of skills. You need to understand learnability. And that opens up the aperture much, much wider. And by the way, this is the only way to become more diverse because otherwise if we keep looking for women who have done this or other minority groups who have done this, yeah, they're not enough. 
but there are absolutely plenty of people who are capable of doing that. So to do it with specificity, so that the company can make a decision, knowing that this person has all these other uh, assets, another three to six months and a little more investment and we have it, I think that's the key and that's what AI is able to do. So that brings up the, we are able to hire for potential. We're able to automate and speed up your processes. Since we are a data company, we are going with something that's sort of upside down that you need to build a talent network and make it bigger and bigger. Because our clients are able to fill their open positions, 30 to 70% of their open positions from their own talent network. Right, people you already know, that's a big number. That is huge. And that has a massive implication on time to hire. Yes. Because you already know them. Quality of hire, cost of hire. And then when you have your arms around your talent network, then you all also know that, okay, this is, was our job description for this thing. Based on that, we have this. But now as we look to become more future ready, how do we bring in a different set of people? Mm-hmm. Right. So now you can start be very proactive and get ahead of it versus always reacting once the rec is open. There's a couple of points I want to dig in deeper on that. Looking at the traditional talent pools that we're seeing right now that most organizations are trying to recruit from, the supply and demand is off. Yep. There's, there's just not enough people to fill the jobs, but they don't look at potential talent pools like people with criminal records, people with no university degree. Yeah. How does Eightfold potentially help an organization that's having that challenge of finding talent pools that they never thought about before? It's a mindset challenge yep. in one ways, but also they need the tools to be able to figure out how do I get in front of these people? Great question. So we started work with a platform for this organization called 110.org. Okay. They were started about two years ago. They're on a mission to help a million black Americans who don't have a four-year college degree find family-sustaining jobs. Yes. Now, the implication there is for most organizations, this four-year college degree is sort of a gate. Absolutely. Now, let's double-click. Uh, it's a gate for what? What does it tell you if there's somebody went through college? Of course, that you spent four years doing something. And you have money. And that you have money. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right? you're actually privileged. Well, if you can pay or, for a four-year yeah, degree. Or you're willing to walk out with a debt over your yes. head. Right? Yes. So there's all of that. But think about all of us who do have a four-year college degree. I can tell you from my case, at best it was a smattering of classes, one or two on a subject. It's not like I came out an expert in anything. I just had familiarity with a set of classes. So any of those things, a semester or a quarter, can easily be replaced, right? So by something that you can now cover now. So it is that change in mindset. So what part of that was that, hey, all these 60, 70 large employers, that if you didn't need that, what do you need, right? So let's identify what the gaps are. And then let's make sure that, okay, now we work backwards to then enable them because the other part is to invest in them as well. If they're not ready, they won't, you can hire them, but they won't stay with you long enough because they won't come be comfortable, they won't settle in. And that's how we change the mindset because we have this habit of talking about this person is not good. Most of the time, the person is not a good fit for the role. 
we forget the context. If they're not in the right role, they won't thrive. But we are making a judgment on person versus we should be making a judgment on the what's the best fit role. Now, a lot of companies have done that with us. That before letting go of people or redeployment exercise, they actually look, use our level, think that, okay, is there another role in the company that they're a good fit for? And we understand the transferability of skills. So those are the things to do it at scale. That's what's enabling us to actually look at these uh, unidentified pools. And the other part is a lot of folks may not have been good on day one when they were looked at for a certain job. Six months later, a year later, they might have acquired that skill somewhere, either taken a class or worked somewhere, where now they're a good fit. So the system will surface them automatically. And then the other thing that we did actually, uh, to your point about uh, how do we open the aperture even wider, that some of these are simply w us not being able to make the effort to tap into bigger yeah. tools, right? And now this remote work and COVID forced us. Earlier, if you used to go to 30 campuses to hire fresh graduates, get resume books from 100. And let the system tell you which ones you want to talk to. Right? You're not limited by anything. We know how to handle data. And your aperture is as wide as you can, you want it to be. One of the things that you mentioned also to start, when we talk about identifying who in your network is possible a candidate for your job. So yeah. a lot of talent acquisition folks or companies keep reacquiring the same talent. And they're not taking advantage sometimes in the millions of candidates yep. that are already in their database or ATS. How does Eightfold help in that process identifying those skills of people that are already in the system? So the way our platform works, we compare everyone in your talent network to every open rec. So yes, a candidate can also apply specifically to a job, which is fine. But once you're in the talent network, you're actually essentially in play for every single open role. So because we are oftentimes relying on the candidate to figure out what's the best fit or a recruiter. And the issue with that model is that then recruiter only worries about one rec. They close it, they move on, and all their effort is lost. And that's why you're starting all over again. And what we are able to do is that the platform is doing all the work. And now if you, all you have to do is focus on expanding and building and nurturing your talent network. And by the way, the number we believe is that if you've been in business for 10 years, the size of your talent network should be about 200 times the number of employees in your company. Because in that period, you have seen that many through attrition, through people who applied in the past, silver medalist, all of that stuff. So as you grow, your talent network should be growing. And then you keep it current, and as long as it's GDPR compliant, you're actually in game. Then what we do is keep refreshing it, and keep surfacing that and the engagement continues with the client and we are continuing to involve like email is outdated now response times to even a targeted well-crafted email is like 24 hours to 48 hours response times now to texting and whatsapp 17 minutes so we're sort of continuing to experiment and evolve that what's the best way to engage and Absolutely. close scheduling is a massive issue so okay let's automate it Make it self-service, right? So all these things that are what has been described to be as soul-searching activities. And that's what causes so much churn and heartburn for the recruiters and the hiring teams, right? Over the weekends and evenings, you're hunting down people who may or may not want to talk to you. 
What's your advice for practitioners, talent acquisition leaders that are maybe overwhelmed by how much HR tech is out there? There's a lot of noise. It's been an important category since the pandemic. We've seen the investment dramatically rise. So what's your advice for that TA practitioners? What questions should they be asking before they look for a solution like Eightfold? So what's working for us and resonating with a lot of the people who now come to us they are actually looking to look at talent holistically. That even for the hiring teams, employees should be in the mix. Right? So think about talent holistically. Because losing people is as bad as not being able to hire fast enough. That kind of stuff. That's number one. So thus, think about talent holistically. That's why we have that whole single AI talent wall. That, uh, so that's number one. Second part is be thoughtful about the fact that HR, by the way, on the vendor landscape, there are a lot of point solutions. There are a lot of lifestyle companies that have been around for a while. They're just doing CRM and that's all they do. They're just companies that have chatbots, that's all they do. Companies that have grown up just doing career sites and that's all they do. These are all like short-sighted solutions. And then the burden on putting it all together and making it all work is left on the HR team which oftentimes doesn't have the same technical resources to stitch it all together. Then, now that more and more focus is coming on data and how to make informed decisions with data, the issue is when you have this disparate landscape patchwork, then you won't have the data across all of it. So you'll make, again, short-sighted decisions versus being holistic. So the five questions that I shared, I think, are the key. That how can I have a full view? How do I bring the outside view? So I understand where the market is. As my business is transforming, what do I need to get? What can I learn from the outside? And then formulate a strategy which can adapt as things change. Could be done on a monthly basis, quarterly basis, every six months versus once a year. A lot of stuff happens in one year these days. Mm-hmm. So that's the become more data savvy. And by the way, we are seeing a lot of VP of people analytics now driving our transformation projects because... It is changing. Every business is changing. Tell us about the name Eightfold. You should have started with that one. (laughs) We can't edit that way. (laughs) I should have. So now that you know what we're doing, right? Yes. All about people, all about that. And the key part is empowerment versus entitlement. So our motivation four and a half years ago was, uh, one of our investors actually had this in the list. So what inspired us about this was, it's clearly inspired by the eightfold path to nirvana. And one of the things they talk about is, every individual is empowered to make a career of their choosing. So how you want to make a living, it's up to you. And that all of us should be learning new things and unlearning old things. So learning should be a continuous part of our life, not just an episodic thing. It doesn't stop with college. So those two things we thought are the perfect thing that we want to be sort of as our North Star, that we should all have that humility about there's always something new to learn. Because thing is, work is changing and workforce is also changing. And the thing is on us to actually stay relevant, right? So that we're not out of it. So that's, that's how we got it to Eightfold. 
And we were not shy about putting AI in our name either. So eightfold.ai. We are buzz of the show. Uh, you, you are, are the buzz of the show. <laughs> Shelly, you know I always have to have oh the last God. word, right? Yes, of course. I, I'm going to ask one last question. So you raised recently $200 million. Yep. What's next? More funding? Acquisitions? Anything, any inside scoops here? Who are you acquiring or who's going to acquire you? Or are you raising more money? Or it, it depends. <laughs> Or probably all of it. Okay. Uh, don't know what the sequencing will be. The good part about our capital situation is we are well-funded. Yeah. So the focus is right now on really setting the team up for continued hyper-growth. So we're fortunate that I think five years ago, if you we were doing the same thing, market wasn't ready. Market is ready, so just put your head down, hard work, keep making customers successful. The rest will fall in place. Well, congratulations on being the buzz of HR Tech this year. Kamal, this was a pleasure. We really appreciate you coming on with us and giving us the insights on AFOL. Thank you for having me. Thank you. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access.